0: This is Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steele. Wait, What? is your political recap. We'll tell you who's making news and what it means to liberals and progressives everywhere. And we'll interview the newsmakers that make it happen. So from the nation's capital, here's reporter Jimmy Zuma. And from the great state of Arizona, here's Senator Victoria Steele. Welcome back to Wait, What? I'm the- deal with
1: Jimmy Zuma Jimmy's in the house and Jimmy <laughs> oh my god I have you ever seen anything like this Super Tuesday too uh, that's it's been incredible.
2: I've never seen anything like the last 11 days. I mean it's important to remember it was oh, only 11 yeah. days ago Joe Biden was toast
1: yeah he, w- <laughs> he was like bye bye Joe yeah, no
2: money, no prospects and uh, nobody wanted to date him.
1: <laughs> now he's like the presumptive winner. I right, mean, my right. God, he came out of nowhere with no money. He was out of money.
2: He won those races Super Tuesday with no money. Um, he really hasn't had, and then he you know, got a lot of money, but he really hasn't had any time to spend money between last Tuesday and this Tuesday. Um, and again, once again, he was the big winner in this uh, in this primary. In this primary set, you know, he won Idaho, he won Michigan, he won Mississippi, he won Missouri. Bernie Sanders won North Dakota, and Bernie Sanders is on track to have a tiny. uh, He has a tiny margin now in Washington, where the counting is still going on. Wow! And and when,
1: when Joe Biden was talking last night on the, you know, the on the the evening of as Mm -hmm. the votes were now all in. Not all totaled and everything, but they were all in, and the polls were all closed. Uh, Biden was talking about Bernie and his team as if he was um, accepting their concession speech. <laughs> you know,
2: well, he, basically, what he was what he was doing. Yeah, it's, it's I wouldn't characterize it exactly that way because that comes off as really small but what he was doing... Sorry, I came off as really small. (laughs) Not you personally, just what you said. Come on. (laughs) Ah, Come on. You're a giant among women. Yeah, right. Anyway, (laughs) um, you know, he he was basically pivoting to a general election campaign and saying, you all are welcome in my family. Um, That was his... Instead of, you know, a victory speech, which you might get on a big night like this, he was pivoting Mm -hmm. to reconciliation. And Bernie Sanders made no statement at all. He just went home and he wasn't heard from until today. And today Sanders had a different tone too. He um, was very complimentary of Joe Biden and Joe Biden's voters and he was saying, look, my people have certain issues that we've brought to the forefront. And in this debate on Sunday, I'm gonna be asking Joe Biden how he would handle the issues that are important to my people. Now that's not exactly an antagonistic speech. That's not exactly "I'm and I'm coming for you" speech. That's more like, I I can see where this is going.
1: Yeah, speech. yeah. And and honest to God, they've got to do that now. Right. They truly have to. They cannot be antagonistic. We can no longer go at each other. We can. You know, sides cannot be. We've got to unify.
2: Right, and it would be we a big mistake have. to go all the way to the convention. Um, with one candidate clearly winning and the other clearly not able to win,
1: um, we don't. One of the things that we really were hoping that we would not see would be a contested convention. Right, right, and that would it be does not look like we're going to have that now, does it?
2: Well, you know, it's hard to say. It's really, it really depends on what happens with Bernie Sanders and and which way he goes. Um, Assuming that, as I am, that this is Biden's win at this point, the calendar doesn't look very favorable to Bernie Sanders going forward. He would have to win over 55% of all the remaining delegates in order to win the nomination. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot until you look at the states and you realize it's almost mathematically impossible for um, Bernie Sanders to win 55% of the remaining delegates that are out there really it's just unlike well this is what happened last time i mean sanders held on and held on and held on kept saying he could win and kept saying he could win but it was long after you know towards the end there he he would have to have earned 80 85 percent of all the remaining delegates he would have to have to have won all those remaining delegates just in order to stay in the race and we really can't have that this time i mean we really need to just pick somebody now i think the the next debate which you had tickets to
1: oh i know the it's the debate in arizona i'm so ready i got tickets from the dnc i am so there and then yesterday around four o'clock in the afternoon we find out that they're not going to have a live audience you guys stay home right, <laughs>
2: like right. darn Jeez. Oh. That's a I real know. disappointment, I know, because those is, things, so you know, everybody wants to go, and nobody gets to go, basically. that's I know, it
1: and I got to go, and now they won't let me in the building. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I'm going to bang outside well, the door. Well, you know, we
2: were talking about this earlier, and I was saying, you're pretty slick. You could probably sneak in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just I put some piece know. of electronic gear on your head and act like you're— yeah, you know. and,
1: and then I would probably come down with COVID 19 or whatever yeah. they're <laughs> <Or laughs> going to that Give it to everybody
2: else who knows. You guys are still yeah, meeting in the I, legislature. Yeah, I'd have coronavirus right?
1: and I'd be infective. And, right. So, God. <laughs> Can't have
2: that. Anyway, <laughs> no. uh, I think he's looking, you know, he's saying very conciliatory things because I think he understands the writing on the wall, but I think he's yeah. looking at this debate to be his kind of Hail Mary miracle. And what he's going to try and do in this debate is see if he can you know, turn things around, and if mm-hmm. and if he feels as if he's turned things around, which is kind of a low bar for Sanders, um, he may stay in longer, but, he, you know, this thing is really pretty much decided in a mathematical, just from a mathematical calculation.
1: And it's and, amazing that it happened, you know, and, right. and, and he and his supporters are probably thinking, Bernie's team is probably thinking, oh, my God, you know, what? Biden had a miracle. Why couldn't we have a miracle? I mean, seriously, anything could happen. I mean, this has been outrageous. It, it has been so unexpected.
2: I've never seen anything like it. But here's the problem. You know, if people follow me on Facebook, they would have heard me say a bunch of times, watch the youth vote. Watch the youth vote. Because Super Tuesday was a wake-up call to Sanders voters. A wake-up call to young Sanders voters because they didn't show up. Yeah, They were about roughly 15% of the voters on Super Tuesday.
1: And yesterday?
2: Yesterday they were a little bit more than that but not much. If you take a look at the various states, one state I think in Washington they were 25%.
1: And a lot of the places where where Bernie got more votes, those votes were in the early voting.
2: Well, that's what people are saying, that the the same day voting came back really strong for Biden in every state. And that's why he's competitive in Washington, frankly, is because of the same day voting. But the other thing that happened is, uh, you know, 25% is the normal youth vote in any election over the last four or five or six. And and he's not even getting that. So the Mm -hmm. idea that he's going to energize youth and they're going to come out and vote for him, it was a great idea. It was a terrific but, idea, but it didn't happen.
1: But are they gonna vote for Biden? Are they just not gonna show up? I mean, I can I can understand why the younger people, younger voters, are, are ticked off and because this is their future we're messing with. And now they've got two old white guys.
2: Right. Well, one of them's their white guy. So I mean, let's let's be realistic. It's not it's not that he's old and white. Um, He's totally their guy. They're totally in the bag for for Bernie Sanders. But I I do think that you know, it's not working out like he planned, and it's working out not quite as good as normal youth voting. So that's what I don't understand. He hasn't he hasn't grown the youth base in the way that you would imagine from the youth enthusiasm. In fact,
1: it's gone down.
2: Right, right. Gone down. I don't
1: get it. I really don't. I mean, this must be such a crushing thing to him.
2: Yes. Well, that he was crushed. I'm sure he was crushed. Yeah. I'm sure that's why he went home to Vermont, because he was expecting, and everybody was expecting, that Super Tuesday was the wake-up call for youth voters. And at the next yeah. um, Tuesday, Super Tuesday 2, which we're talking about now, they would show up, because they would realize that's why they lost Super Tuesday. The youth vote not showing up is why Sanders lost Super Tuesday. But we have decades and decades and decades of experience with the youth vote not showing up in the end.
1: What about turnout in, in Super Tuesday 2 overall? Overall turnout, what's that look like?
2: Well, it was you know up a little bit some places. It was not exceptional. I don't think it was exceptional anywhere. Did you hear, hear about any place that had exceptional turnout? No, not this time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was some big turnout in Super Tuesday, but nothing really out of the ordinary here. There, there's not. There are not a lot more people coming out, which is a, actually a concern for the general election. Mm-hmm. If a lot of Democrats aren't coming out in the uh, primary, we hope they're going to come out in the general election. But the 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 difference was that a lot of these magical white voters without a a college degree shifted to biden you know we really saw that that he earned many more of them than hillary clinton did in her battles with sanders and that again is the second group that the sanders campaign had hoped to activate the disgruntled um, non-college white men basically and they couldn't do that and if you can't do that you can't energize the youth and you certainly don't have uh, people of color, then you just can't win these primaries. So his coalition is not performing for him the way he had anticipated.
1: So what do you think happened? So we both were real big fans of Elizabeth Warren. And oh, yeah.
2: Yeah still broke are. our
1: hearts i you still know I, I went through two or three days of just going feeling like i got kicked in the gut you
2: know right. it's vice, like, vice president warren <laughs> that's what i keep telling myself to buck up
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and 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 i just you know i i made a speech on on saturday you know a couple of days after and and i just you know i told everybody i said i'm i, I want you all to have hope Like me, I've got my bracelet on. I've got my Elizabeth Warren bracelet on. Nevertheless, she persisted. (laughs) And and so are we. We are going to persist. We are not giving up. We're going to keep going. We can do this. We can, you know, Arizona is turning blue, bluer every day. Our registration numbers are growing huge. We're going to get marked. Kelly, elected to the U.S. Senate, we're going to take the Senate, we're going to keep the House in D.C., and that's that. <laughs> you know. And so, But what happened with all of Elizabeth's voters, where'd they go? Did they go to Bernie? Because They she's mostly the went to
2: Biden, as it turns out. Exit polling really? said that they mostly went to Biden in huh. large part, and I think that maybe some of the uh, disruption between Sanders and Warren was held onto by her voters. You know, if their natural shift would be toward Biden on the issues, but I mean toward uh, uh, Sanders Sanders on the issues, but they moved to Biden. And
1: I I think I can tell you why because I just as as a woman, as a progressive woman, I heard so much. I just I felt it just as when I went in and and publicly endorsed Elizabeth Warren. I I heard about it. I heard about it from Bernie Bros. And and <laughs> I heard it from from Bernie women too. And uh yeah, they they were not kind. They weren't over the top horrible, but they were not kind and they were they were more than a little snarky and apparently Elizabeth's team and the whole campaign had taken a lot of crap from, from the Bernie bros.
2: Yeah, well, I think that's true. They really got it. Um, they're calling Elizabeth Warren a snake and all that. Yeah. Now, these are the folks that cost Sanders the nomination last time in 2016, Yeah. his fringe voters. And they're a tiny fringe. They're a tiny part of 1% of the Sanders voters who are all decent, normal, upstanding, patriotic Americans like other Democrats are. But these loudmouths mm-hmm. really have outsized, outsized influence in ticking off everybody else. And, yeah. and I think you're right. I think that the entire campaign was probably abused by these folks who may have been Russian trolls, but some of them weren't. And, um, it's, they're what cost Sanders this election again. Yeah. I mean, not solely, but, uh, if it will go down in history as supporters. Now, here's the problem. Bernie Sanders didn't recruit these people, but his rhetoric did attract them. Yeah. You know, his rhetoric of the big bad secret, you know, there's a secret they don't want you to know, the party's corrupt, all of that mm-hmm. stuff attracts these fringes. You know, mm-hmm. Trump attracts fringes because of his apocalyptic unfair right. Cheater rhetoric, and and in the same way, Sanders played that same game to some degree, and yeah. he never intended it to result in attracting nasty people, but it sure as heck did. It did,
1: yeah, really did. Well, so what what do you see coronavirus outbreak in the U.S. Do you see that playing a part in the Democratic presidential primary at all now or Going forward.
2: Well, that's an interesting question. I don't know if I really know the answer, but it seems like to me it does. It seems like to me it <laughs> does. People want, in times of crisis, people want a steady hand. Mm-hmm. And, and
1: that's what I saw Joe Biden stand up and do last night. Because mm-hmm. he was at this this place in D.C., and I forget where, Constitutional Hall or something. Where, where, yeah, where Constitution
2: was Hall is a famous um, yes. concert hall, music venue, uh, stage Oratorial place. It's. This
1: place that that was, you know, it looked presidential. It looked. It was.
2: He had gravitas and stature and.
1: Yes, yes. And he spoke not with outrage and, and, and bombastic speech. He was calm. He was steady. He was secure. He was inviting. He was assuring, reassuring. And I think we need that. Now I know I need that. And and he talked a little bit about it and he was presidential in the way that he did it. He made me feel like okay. Okay. That's what we need. We need that voice. We need that.
2: Well, that's Joe Biden. That's what he's really like in person. Um, he's heartwarming and reassuring and has all the personal he has the best personal image of any politician that I know of and he has had for years. You know, I've told you before that he just used to drop by my wife's homeless charity. Yeah, that's cool. Unannounced and with no media and just come in and shake a couple of hands of the homeless people and then leave. That's nice. But it wasn't it wasn't a press event. It wasn't a set up yeah. thing. It wasn't a secret service organized right. thing. And and every president has come to some, every single one. But Biden as vice president used to just drop in to give people hope, and and and, yeah. and and I think that's really cool. The but the other thing is about what you're saying is it's also really politically smart for him to be doing that at this time because it's such yes. a contrast to Donald Trump, who's completely floundering.
1: Yeah, you
2: couldn't ask for a bigger loser at times like these <laughs> than Donald Trump. Oh
1: my God! But it is so scary. I I, I really hope that. Those people who have stuck by him are now realizing how dangerous he is for our country.
2: Well, that's what, that's kind of what we're hearing from inside the White House is people are just, how are we supposed to solve this crisis if he keeps going out and screwing it up every day?
1: Right, because the CDC, the, the Centers for Disease Control in D.C., wanted to say old people should not be flying. People over a certain age should not be flying because you are the most vulnerable, and particularly those with an underlying health condition. You should not be on an airplane. And Trump said, "No, we can't do that." And when he talks about this, he talks about how great that the stock market is doing, and it's not. Uh, but that it, this is temporary, and we'll be down to zero cases before you know it. And um, and I've talked with the cruise ship directors. You know, I was like, right, hey, "Wait, right. wait, wait." our yeah. he gives, and he gives
2: these phony numbers all the time, you know, phony numbers about the stock market, phony numbers about the number of people who've died. Oh. I, I think people are beginning to factor him out of this, this discussion, mm-hmm. out of the discussion. He's reached irrelevance in this kind of leaves us with mike pence which is not a great place to be i mean the idea that
1: oh my god he's going to have another freaking prayer meeting
2: the idea that all the health communications yeah the idea that all the health communications would go through the white house instead of come from the health agencies to me shows a level of uh, corruption frankly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know donald trump's a liar mike pence is trying to spin the whole thing all right. And neither one of them are being successful. I, I, I guess, you know, I heard one um, expert, one virus expert say today that he expects a hundred million people in the United States to get it. A hundred wow. million. And you know, the death rate is, is over 1%. Yeah. So that means a million people might die. God, that's crazy. So that's why we need, that's why we need Bernie Sanders. I mean, that's why we – well, even Bernie Sanders would be better, but that's why we need Joe Biden.
1: Yeah, but we need him quick. We need him yesterday. Right. You know? So I, I heard James Carville come on last night, and and he, he came on um, <laughs> one of those the talk The Cajun. <laughs> I'm crazy, dude. But, you know, I was with him because he said – We need to just shut this puppy down now. We need to just move on. And, and, you know, the people have spoken. They have chosen Biden. They have chosen. He wasn't even campaigning. He didn't have money to campaign. He was toast. And they picked him anyway and he's winning and you know we need to stop pretending that there's a contest now and we need to get on with the real work and that is getting trump out of office in november and getting bernie or getting uh biden in that's what we need to do and we need to do it now so forget the campaign let's just go we're heading to november and i actually agree with him
2: yeah and he didn't seem like his usual self you know there's (laughs) He's he a pretty well <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty well lubricated guy, but he seemed totally sober. The other thing that's interesting yeah, about James Carville, and I got to say, I don't particularly like him. But the other thing <laughs> that was interesting about James Carville was, you know, he's like, if you think of James Carville's role in politics, he's like the hype man in a band. You know, he's like hyping up the music. And that's his role. Uh, he's the flavor flavor of politics. Flavor flav,
1: I don't
2: know what that is. Uh, oh, he just got fired by his band. That's a there's a whole oh, big scandal. But oh, that's, that's not person? what our that's not what our show's about. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Public animal. Um Never mind. So, so um he's the flavor flav of you know, the hype man of of politics and, and he was okay. doing this without somebody paying him. You know, that's something you haven't seen yet. This is the first time we've seen James Garble really come out when nobody was paying him. The TV station wasn't paying him. A campaign yeah. wasn't paying him. He was just getting out there on his own, I guess, because he thought it was important to do or he wanted to get on TV. Oh, he I
1: he said, I've never seen anything in all my years of doing this work. I've been in politics deeply, and, and in all my years, years. <laughs> yeah. And, and he said, I have never seen anything like what we have seen this week—the last that's eleven true. days or so. He says, I've I never totally seen agree with it. like
2: that. Totally yeah. agree with it. The first, the Super Tuesday thing—I've never seen anything like that. This kind of turned out like I thought it was, but it's still an eleven-day miracle from dead to presumptive nominee. I think that's where we yeah. are. Um, and the coronavirus is not gonna well you know they're talking about how to do voting if they're gonna have to change how they do voting you know they're talking about what if the convention what if the convention can't be held how are the delegates going to register their votes now that's another thing that's another reason not to have a contested convention because we may not be able to have everybody to be able to get in the same room wow yeah yeah a lot of things so that's another way the coronavirus affects the election it really Precludes the option to have a contested convention.
1: Okay, so I know I'm dreaming here, but I'm just going to dream out loud. Okay, and and maybe maybe I'm for that. You know, it'll happen. Okay, so my my dream is Bernie Sanders and Biden. Maybe next Tuesday, on the or when is it well, Sunday? It's Sunday at the debate. You were going, didn't you? They <laughs> in your calendar. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to kick you. <laughs> I can't kick you. You're too far There are certain away.
2: advantages of a, of a show that's done from 2,000 Miles Apart. One of them is like, yeah, I can't yeah. get <laughs> you kick, kicked. You can't get kicked. Until my but, wife hears it, she'll kick okay. me on your behalf. <laughs>
1: okay. Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne. <laughs> Just let him have it right in the tuchus. Okay. But what I'm thinking is, you know, like uh, at, at the debate this Sunday, Bernie and Biden come out. They come out united, Mm -hmm. and Bernie concedes, and they go forward working together to really show leadership that is so desperately needed right now.
2: Man, that's the Disney version of the debate. (laughs) Princess Bernie and Princess uh, Joe lived happily ever after. (laughs) No. It could happen, it could happen it, It's going to be a real debate happen. But I'll tell you what It'll be for body language watchers And tone watchers And all those experts In how people communicate To try and read what's really going on Is Bernie Sanders From,
1: from someone who has a master's degree In counseling oh, psychology That be you, right? Uh, it's going to be me I'm going to be watching <laughs> right. I'm going to have my intuition right, wide awake
2: <laughs> Great, great Well, this one might be worth uh, Kind of live, live tweeting or something all right. Um, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, but the question is, is Bernie Sanders going there to perform a Hail Mary and save his campaign? Or is he going there to do kind of what he said, see how Joe Biden is going to handle the issues that are important to him. And a lot will be told by what the tone is there. If he goes there to fight a war, whether he wins or lose, he's going to be in for a while now. Mm-hmm. He's going mm-hmm. to ignore the numbers and, and stay in for a while. And of course he has every right to do that, but that's not the right choice for yeah. the country, I don't think. Not really. We all have to, you know, we all have to be Buttigieg. We all have to subvert our personal desires to the goal of saving democracy. Higher good. Yeah. Right.
1: yeah. I mean, seriously, if you don't know that our democracy is in trouble right now, then you have been asleep.
2: right. You're, you're lying to yourself if you don't think Trump wants to, uh, and the Republicans in general want to install an autocracy, uh, a dictatorship, call it what you yeah. like. They can't win legitimately anymore. They've got, taken voter suppression about as far as they can take it, so now they want to form a dictatorship. Yeah. And if you don't think that's what's going on, you are asleep. Yeah. It's war. Start fighting. Yep, yeah, I agree. I agree. So what else you want to talk about? Anything?
1: Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I just want to see this. I'm just so ticked off that I can't go to the thing. Oh, I can't yeah, go to yeah, the yeah. debate yeah. because of some pandemic. I don't know. You know? It seems, <laughs> it seems silly well, that this excuse.
2: is keeping you from doing what you want. I know. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> I wanted to go to the
1: thing. You know, I want to... Okay. First time. Well as as we turn <laughs> okay, down whatever. the
2: as we turn down the gain on Victoria's tantrum, I think it's time for <laughs> us to say goodbye.
1: Wait, 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 Oh, uh, not yet. I, I I wanted I there was one more thing. I you know, I forgot I forgot about my feminist high horse, so I'm gonna get back up on that horse for just a minute and and say that my favorite quote of last week was when Elizabeth Warren said, That's the trick question was this a matter of gender, and she says mm-hmm. if if her loss was a matter of gender, she said, you know, that's that's the trick question, that's the trap question. If I say yes, they'll say whiner, and if I say no, there are about a bazillion women who are going to say, what planet are you on? And I so agree with that. I so agree with that. Anybody that thinks that that gender wasn't wasn't a huge part of that is just Looney Tunes. They're just. Well,
2: if you just look at it on the face of it, you know, Elizabeth Warren was obviously a better Bernie Sanders than Bernie Sanders. Yeah. So just on the face of it, she should have won the battle between the two of them. And in fact, he defeated her on the progressive side. I know. That wasn't. So sad. Yeah. So
1: sad. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm over it now. I'm over but it. But
2: women are so disappointed, though. I mean, just to put a fine point on it. I really seen, are. I've heard, felt so much palpable disappointment from women that they have to wait another four or eight years to have their chance. It pretty much mandates winner of this contest chooses a woman as his running mate. Yeah. He would be a fool uh, not to.
1: But here's the thing. I don't think it should be Warren. I don't think it should be Kamala Harris. I don't think it should be any of the women senators, because we need to hold on to the House and we need to take the Senate. And because if the worst should happen, and Donald Trump does get reelected, oh my God, I can't even believe I said it. But if the worst should happen, then we need to have control of the House and the Senate so that we can get him out of office.
2: Right. Well, and we do know that Elizabeth Warren would be, her replacement would be appointed by a Republican governor. Ugh. So that would be a loss of a Senate seat.
1: Yeah, we can't let her go. We just can't let her go. She's got to stay in the Senate. And and, and I know she should be the president, but that ain't going to happen. So right. let's have her stay in the Senate and, and kick some butt.
2: And be on the leadership team of the Senate.
1: Yeah. 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 I agree. Okay. All right. Now we can say bye-bye.
2: <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye to you all.
0: Well, that's it for today's show. If you find yourself saying, Wait, what? Don't worry. We'll be back next week. Subscribe to Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steel on your favorite podcast app or visit waitwhat.media and try out our quick takes. So here's the thing, commentary from Victoria Steele. And the ZOP, topical explainers from Jimmy Zuma. I'm Monica Price.